Welcome to Punk Frockers, a community sewing podcast brought to you by Jenny Hassler and Beverly Baptiste. Okay, Jenny, how are you doing? Oh my gosh, it has been a whirlwind of a week. I have I have sewn like a madwoman, cleaned out my closet like a madwoman, and then today drove down to Atlanta for shopping like a madwoman. And I'm definitely going to share some more about that. Is this the right moment for that? Yes, it is. I think this is awesome. Good. So let me start with sharing the thing most people will be interested in. I drove down to Atlanta because Melanated Fabrics, the fabric store owned by Mimi and Brittany from Instagram fame, um, opened a physical location in Atlanta this weekend. And they offered grand opening spots uh, via Instagram and a sign-up way to do it. Um, the first two or three times I saw them offered, they were all gone and they added some additional spots for early Sunday morning, not really early, 10 o'clock to noon. And I snagged one of the spots and was so excited to get to go. So my husband and I made a big trip out of it. We drove down to, first we went to uh, Fine Fabrics, that uh, wonderful sort of dead stock store that I love in Norcross, Georgia. And I spent about an hour there. And then we headed over to Melanated Fabrics, which is closer to downtown Atlanta. It's on Memorial Drive. I don't really know Atlanta that well. I use the GPS. Um, But it was in a a, a mid-sized sort of storefront with a basement area that's set up for classrooms. And the way it was set up, it it, it seemed clear that when they didn't have of refreshments table, there would probably be more than adequate space for classes, even for fat sewists to feel comfortable walking between the tables and things like that. So that was really exciting. And then upstairs where all the fabrics are, they're all sold or nearly all sold on rolls, not a hundred percent, but mostly sold on rolls. Mm -hmm. And they have them divided by broad types of fabrics. So so you had linen and double gauze in one area, and then you had sort of woven rayon-y things in another area and ITY stretchy in another area and so forth, kind of going around the room. They had a section with a little bit of French terry, things like that. So it's not perfectly sorted, but it's it's sorted in a way that makes it really engaging to want to look at and paw through. So that was lovely. Um, I got the opportunity, of course, to, to meet both Mimi and Brittany um, and Faith St. Jewel was also there. And I think I saw the corny rainbow, but didn't get an opportunity to interact. It was, it was just truly a delight. If you finish a bolt, you get 10% off and they'll ring a bell for you. And so that's exciting. Of that one fabric. (laughs) And I finished three bolts. Well, so I'm going to say that it's not entirely clear to me, but I believe I got 10% off my whole order. They, there were three bolts that I finished. And as, as the ticket was being marked up, I thought, well, how are they going to know which bolts I finished the end of? Cause it doesn't say on here. And when I got up front after the whole order was rung in, uh, Mimi G said, oh, that's right. You finished a bolt. You get 10% off and took the 10%. So I think that's what it means, but it may be that that was not what it meant. Um, but, but it was quite exciting. 
So I have a couple questions. Number one, of course. I've looked through their store before, but I've never purchased. What do you think about the quality of the fabrics? So when I was touching and feeling fabrics up, I found the types of fabrics I gravitate towards were good quality fabrics. They, there wasn't, I didn't have any hesitation about thread count or the strength of the weave or anything else. I, I found them to be very reasonable. There were a few that were brands that I recognized. So there were some Telio fabrics, for mm-hmm. example. There were some um, Riley Blake fabrics and some uh, Mimi G designs that had been done as well, which I purchased. Others, I couldn't identify the brand immediately or it wasn't it just wasn't immediately obvious to me, but my, my feeling was that, yeah, there's an emphasis on good feeling, higher quality fabrics. The prices were somewhere between 12 and $25 a yard for most things. Okay. There were a few where I thought, well, that's probably more than I'm going to spend on that. But it, it wasn't that it was unreasonable, just that it wasn't my price point. Right. right. Um, but it was, it was very welcoming, very neat. Lots of great colors, lots of uh, other other wonderful things about the fabrics you could identify there. So fantastic. Yeah, this is a really good time. I'm going to do a little video, which will appear before this podcast does, that shows what I picked up there and what I picked up as well uh, at Fine Fabrics. That's fantastic. Now, I know that people are also going to want to hear about your sale that you had this weekend. (laughs) So it's in the past, so it's not helpful to any of you at this time. But um, what I did learn is I'm probably going to keep doing this um, every three to six months, say. Um, In the past, just just under two years, I've made over 600 garments. And I've given away easily 250 to 300 of them. probably more than that. And this weekend I sold 60 of them. Um, and, uh, it, it turns out there's a market for that. So that was really exciting to me. Um, I'm glad to see some things that I've enjoyed, uh, get new homes where they'll hopefully also be enjoyed with the caveat that I am a sloppy sewist who cuts corners and believes in finishing it rather than making it perfect. They're all very wearable. I've worn them for some time, but but I do, I do have hesitation. I still worry that folks are going to get it, turn it inside out and go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I think that's an unreasonable fear because, you know, <laughs> when people talk about buying things that have perfect finishing and stuff, they never expect to spend $20 on those things. <laughs> that is a solid point. <laughs> <laughs> and I would venture to guess that there's more than $20 worth of fabric in almost all of those dresses. Oh, absolutely. I did when I went shopping today. So I bought one, two, three, four, five, probably about 15 yards at uh, Melanated Fabrics. And I bought 45 yards at Fine Fabrics, spent about the same amount at both places. <laughs> yeah. But different style of fabric, different way of shopping for it, different quality in many cases. But when I, when I do that, I'm looking at typically three to five yards per garment. That's my, that's my normal guess. And I think I tend to spend at least $7 a yard on most fabrics. So even on the, the bottom end, that's true. But, but anyway, I'm hopeful that people will really enjoy, enjoy their buys. Like I say, I've, I know I've enjoyed wearing them. There's nothing I sold that wasn't something that I could keep in my closet, except that I'm running out of room. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was very exciting. And I found some things at the back of the closet that I hadn't seen in a long time and that I'm excited to start wearing again. Wow. So you also said that in addition to those two things, you've been sewing like a storm. I have. I have. Uh, 
started sewing chalk and notch patterns, which I'd never what sewn previously. Oh, that's so awesome. That's it's I, one of my I, first ones. <laughs> I started where sewing them. I there were ones, it was a pattern company I'd never really heard of, I guess, until I posted maybe a month ago saying, Hey, is there it was during Me Made May, so a couple months ago. Is there anything people would like to see me sew up? Because I got a big old fat body. What do you want to see on that body so you can identify it? And several people said chalk and notch, do something with chalk and notch. And so I identified three of their patterns, purchased them, and they've been marinating while I decided what went with them correctly. And what I've discovered is I really like the Farah with the um, the frilly sleeves that it has on it. I think mm-hmm. that's a nice one. I did the Farah View A as well, or B, whichever one B that has the big bib on it and the yeah. waterfall bib on it. I think that's interesting, but maybe not my future. Though I did think about instead of doing the waterfall bib, buying like two foot long fringe mm. and soaking it into that seam instead, but that might be fun. But anyway, I did that one. And then I did um, the... I know where I can get you some neon fringe. I mean, that's perfect. I put it on... I don't know if you saw it on my uh, Instagram story from when I was in New York, but... Yes, that I mean... That's right on my, right up my alley. I think I got thread to match that today. But anyway, (laughs) I love that. And then um, I think the other one might be called Marcel. Marcel, yeah, Marcel. And that was a great dress as well. That one's, uh, that one was a lot of fun as well. So I'm, I'm very excited to continue to, to explore the chalk and notch universe. Um, So I made three separate dresses with that. I made a couple more parasols and I made, of course, I've been on a Maisel kick lately from, uh, from Mood Society. So yeah, having a lot of fun. My Sojo is back. I'm so excited because it's been a couple weeks now. Well, I am wearing right now the chalk and notch fringe dress. I have that pattern that's on my list. It's a very nice pattern. I really like it. You can see um, the listeners won't, but maybe I'll show a picture. You can see here, this is before I knew about my shoulder adjustment and you can right. see it's up there, right? It goes yeah. off of my shoulder. So it's kind of neat for me to see now. It's like, oh yeah, I, now I know how to fix that. But, but that's this is almost one of the first dresses I made. So it's, it's a lovely dress and I, I really, really like it. Although it's- I can't see. Did you do the buttons or did you sew up the front? You did. did. Of course buttons. you did the buttons. I did the buttons. Of course you did. Yes, I did. <laughs> And I, I am, used, of course, you know what I did? This? I used my, um, I used the, the thing that puts the buttons on for you on the machine. Well, yeah, that's, that's how you're supposed to do it. I always sew buttons by hand. No, 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 no. Um, <laughs> this did it. it was so cool. It yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. Does your button sewy thing have the little stick that goes over the button so you get mm-hmm. the looseness. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So I like that. But I have had um, less sewing going on because, as you know, I've been selling my house. I had a lot of work to do before I put it on the market because, although I think <laughs> my house is beautiful and very tidy and clean and neat, apparently it needed a lot of cleaning up before I could uh, sell it. So it's very, very clean right now. And um, I'm happy with that. And when I wrote up my notes for our, for our show today, my note says, Oh my God, I hate selling my house, but that's kind of changed today because I did get two offers on the house. So 
Of course, we don't know anything for sure until the actual closing date happens, but I feel so relieved. I feel very sorry for people who have to sell their house in a (laughs) a buyer's market because I had a seller's market and I still was losing my mind after only a couple of days. So, I mean, I do feel like you lost your mind very quickly, (laughs) like faster than you're supposed to, but but I'm glad it's gone well. Yes. Well, I didn't have my stress reliever, which is sewing to do because they made me put all my things away every day. And so when I would go to sew, I'd bring out all the things I think I need. And then I'm like, oh yeah, I need scissors. Got to go in the cupboard and get some scissors. And oh yeah, I need you know, a <laughs> seam ripper. Oh yeah, I need this seam guide. So it was kind of a pain in the neck, but I did get two things done since the last time we yeah. We spoke and, um, one of them I'm going to discuss later cause it goes with the theme, but the second one is I made a top out of the Chris Wood sews parasol pattern. Yeah. And, um, I really love it. I use the blackbird fabrics, viscose linen noil, and I could actually count this as a PF oldest new too, because I've had the fabric. I mean, it's been about a year, but that's as long that's almost the oldest fabric I have. So um, I think that would actually count. The great thing is because I decided to use it, I, I was having trouble finding the right pattern for it because I just had one and a half meters of it. And the parasol worked perfectly for the top version for that. And that's great. yeah, so if there's anybody who's making the parasol, I know we've talked about it before. There's there's parts where they say to sew up three, you know, so three inches. I, I sewed five inches on mine. And um, I think you do that as well, don't you? I do. I sew it up three and a half in the front and five in the back. Oh, so until, until I either put pockets on it or put it on my body, I don't know if it's the front or the back. Oh, well, I put the exterior label on the back of mine. So I can immediately spot it. I see. So. Yeah, there's not a difference in the front and the back um, yep. as far as the fabric goes. But I was very pleased with it. And it's a black silk, silky noil. So I know I'm going to get tons and tons of use out of it. And I wore it with these linen Sew House 7 free range slacks. Yeah. And I've never been more comfortable. They're so, it, it was such That's a That's wonderful. Life. I love that, that outfit. I mean, to me, that is the, uh, it is just an amazing one. And I, I love the material that you used for it as well. So that's on my list. I haven't been able to find the black because I think it would be a great little black dress, but I have found some silky noir viscose linen in other colors, including at Blackbird where you recommended. I think actually you can use, if you use like the, the Kaufman's brushers washer, you'd get almost the same effect. Now that's a great idea. It wouldn't feel as soft, but you'd get almost the same effect. Right. I mean, and it's cheaper. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that seems reasonable. It's the black part that I'm really struggling with. Oh, you don't Just like trying... the black? No, I want the black. I'm struggling oh. to find the black anywhere. Everyone seems to be sold out of black for everything. It's very depressing is all I'm saying. Yeah. Why would they be sold out of black? I don't know. It's not right, man. I guess because everybody likes it. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to figure that one out. But yeah, that's awesome. So what's that's really great. Is your old is new project? Did you do one? So I ended up taking advantage of the loophole that we offer listeners every single month. 
And instead of making something that's old as new, and and I, I have a reason why I couldn't do that. Instead, when I cleaned out my closet, I found a dress at the back of the closet that I adore and I've started wearing it again. And more than that, I'm going to find the pattern and make a new version of it because there are some problems with the version I have. Um, (laughs) This is a, this is a, you'll, there'll be a picture. um, In fact, there is a picture I tagged as PF old is new and it is the pink pussy hat (laughs) dress. And um, this is a Marcy Tilton pattern from Vogue from a number of years ago. I don't know if it's still currently offered, but the issue with this pattern is first off, not drafted for my body just a given. I made it straight out of the package exactly how it is. So it had enough ease built in that I can fit it. And it still looks baggy, though not as baggy as it does on the on the models on the front of the package. But the issue was when they were grading it up at the front of the garment and on the sides of it in some places, there are curved cutouts that they then have you ease in gathered some fabric. So you end up with a gathered curved piece on the front and one of the sides. And when they graded up, They did not grade out the piece that goes in that's supposed to be gathered wide enough or tall enough or any direction enough that it's really gathered in my size. Mm. It more just eases itself in with two or three little wimpy gathers somewhere along the whole curve. Like a sleeve. Yeah, more like a sleeve than like a a straight sleeve that you accidentally Mm. sew to gather into. You know, I mean, that's it. (laughs) It's not, it's not right. And so when I make it again, my plan is to experiment with just kind of widening that piece and giving me something to work with from a gathering perspective. Um, It's another one of those places where when you try and work with an unusually pieced pattern, and this is sort of an artsy dress, so it's got unusual seam lines in it, sizing it up is not necessarily something the home sewist is going to be super successful at. And if you aren't doing 12 versions and assuming they'll be unwearable, you aren't going to find all of the problems with the pattern until you've already committed your fabric to it. So it's a little bit disappointing because I love this fabric. The other thing I don't care for about it is it has this weird sort of stand-up collar that doesn't stand up at all because that's not how fabric works usually. And (laughs) instead of lining the collar, they, they have you hem around the edge of it. And this is one that really should have been lined because when you're wearing it, people are always coming up and saying your collar's inside out. <laughs> and it's not, it's just that it's not lined and it's not going to, you know, stand up in the way that they're thinking it's going to stand up. Yeah. Um, have you thought so, of taking that collar off and just binding it? Um, I have considered it, but I like the collar. The other thing I've considered is taking the collar off and lining it like in, in a solid pink or something. Anyway, it's just, it's a little bit annoying. There are a few things about it that didn't quite work, but I'm going to try it again. So the reason I didn't really dig deep into my stash for fabric to sew is because I'm out of stash again. I mean, I went shopping today, so I'm rebuilding my stash, but this is like the third or fourth time I've sent through my stash over the course of the pandemic because I'm so prolific because I'm always sewing. That's why. Um, And I'm down to, and this is going to sound to some people like I still have tons of stash, but I'm down to maybe 12 pieces of fabric before I purchased today. And the problem is none of them are quite right for what I want to do next. And so I I pull them out and I'm like, it's, you know, it's, this isn't the garment for it yet. It's not ready. And so they're going to, they're going to hang out and wait and see what, what's in my future for them, but it's the equivalent of having no stash. So I'm, I'm excited to have picked some stuff up this week. Well, my 
Um, PF oldest new did not use fabric either. <laughs> so the first tell one me more <laughs> is kind of a cheat, but it definitely counts. Um, I had an old pair of joggers really running ready to wear sweats basically I decided that I'd rather have some shorts so I cut them off and used my cover stitch and just trimmed them and they are they're perfect they're so comfortable and they're exactly what I wanted for hanging around the house so I was thrilled with those they're sweats that I wasn't wearing and now they're shorts that I am wearing so that that's counts. great but the other one is the one that I'm really proud of and that is that I took two of my racing shirts and one is funny. Like it, I wish that the middle came out better because of the pattern that I chose. So I chose to use the, it's a free pattern from Helen's closet called the Luna tank. And it's a very swishy swingy thing that I thought sounded great for running. I thought I would really enjoy that. Um, most of the running stuff that comes is actually form fitting, which I don't get cause I don't like that. So I, I didn't have, of course, enough from one shirt to make this, this Luna tank. So I did my best. What I did was I fold, I cut the seams off. I didn't unpick them because they're of course surged. They're knit, you know, that knit technical fabric. So I cut them off and then I folded it on the center and there's, you know, you can kind of unknit fabric. You can kind of see the grain line. Yeah. I tried to fold it on the grain line the best that I could. I cut off the the call. So everything would lay flat. I cut off the collar and or the binding, whatever the neckline. And I laid the pattern down halfway and saw where it would go to. And then I folded it back where it wouldn't go anymore. So I fold, so I put it on and it's like, okay, right here is where it will fit to. So then with what I did was I took that that piece that was left, the piece that was folded over, and I made a pattern piece with a little extra for seam allowance. Right. And I used that for the other fabric. And I used a purple and a neon green for this. And um, one of them is really cool because it was a it was a winter race, a five-mile race that took place in the zoo, and it was called the Fast and the Furriest. I love it. So anyways, it came out really lovely. I also used the green for the neck binding on it. And I just, I love it. And I'm going to do it with all these t-shirts that are so uncomfortable. That's really good. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. I like it. I think the best 5K I've ever run in, like for a name, was called Suck It Up Buttercup. Ah. And it's held in the height of the summer in, in Florida. Uh-huh. And so, so the idea is if you're coming down there to run it and they do a five and a 10, I think at the same time that you just need to suck it up buttercup. Yeah. And I, I ran it to get the metal that, mm-hmm. that said that on it. That was the whole reason I, I, cause I had to drive down to Florida to run this thing, but, um, <laughs> but I love the name so much, but they give you this swag and half the time the shirts wouldn't fit me properly and, or they, Maybe they fit how they're supposed to, but I don't like that fit. Right. And then if you get the men's one, they're real long. And like, I also didn't like the way those fit. So I'll use your fabric and make my own. Yeah. I always defaulted to just give me the biggest shirt you have available and then Mm -hmm. hoped I could cut it and make something else out of it. So I I feel you. They definitely don't fit the way I would want them to fit either. 
Right, right. Well, awesome. That's really neat. Now, why are we actually here today? What are we doing? We are going to talk about what other people did for PF Old is New. And so these folks actually have a chance of winning a prize. Which is really nice. I love it. And now I feel like the prize should be all my old stash. <laughs> if you can anyway. with this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, uh, the, the awesome thing to me is to always to get to flip through these because I love looking at people's creativity. And one of our very first entrants we want to talk about is Astrid Claire Creates, who has opted to make the parasol dress pattern. And this is one of those where they're presenting it um, using 10-year-old fabric, over 10-year-old fabric um, that they sewed up uh, in memorial of um, their grandmother who taught them how to sew, which is just delightful. And the fabric itself is such a pretty rayon, if I remember correctly. It's just such a beautiful red with blue flowers and leaves on it. And And it's, it's a great story that goes with it. So you should go check out Astrid Claire Creates and, uh, and their amazing parasol dress, yes. um, which becomes a theme. There are several entrants who use the parasol dress. I wonder where they got that idea from. I mean, it's a good dress, man. Yeah, it sure is. <laughs> it sure is. I, I've seen it on so many different body types and everyone looks like they feel wonderful in it. It's a fabulous dress. And you can cut it exactly as per the pattern where the seam line is going to be sort of across the, the largest part of your bust, or you can cut it higher or, sh- or longer mm-hmm. to get completely different looks out of it, change how you're tying the ties. Um, I loved it when I took them and gathered them around my bra strap and yeah. the, the grown-on sleeve in order to make a kind of like a um, what I think of as a Greek goddess dress. What are those called? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like a toga kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so there were, there were a lot of options with that dress, which I think takes us to our next entrant. Yeah. Our next entrance is somebody or other's mom. Who's a a frequent entrant into our um, challenges. And she also made a Chris Woodsow's parasol dress and from old fabric that she'd had in her stash for years. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And actually, this is another one of those where you just need to go and read her entry. Yeah. Um, this particular one is the orange parasol dress that they made on July 13th. And and they note that they, they've made the dress in orange to represent the indigenous children that are being found at former residential school sites in Canada currently. And, and of course, if you followed that story at all, you know, that it's, it's unlikely that, that, that we found the last of the bodies at those sites. And it is also unlikely that Canada will be the only location where those bodies are found. The U S is, is likely to have sites as well. This is, um, it's a a beautiful dress, um, a really meaningful dress as well. And, uh, just, a just a really, a, a really great entrance. And I also want to note, I love the way she takes her pictures all the time in the woods. I think that is neat. I love yeah. the green background of it. It usually causes the things to pop. And um, to me, it always, always looks as if they've just finished enjoying a great walk or a picnic or a, mm-hmm. or a something, you yeah. know? Okay. So the next one we have is interesting. This is from Augie Outside. And this is from a remade... Aloha shirt. Mm-hmm. 
I guess I would just call it a Hawaiian shirt, but I guess it's called a Aloha shirt that her that didn't fit a friend anymore. And so it is a remade shirt. And it was made in an old school printed pattern that's been around since the 70s. And it was sewed on an old sewing machine owned by uh, Augie Outside's great grandma. I love the fourth reason for it being old is new, that uh, the friend is the nicest person in the world. And we should take Aloha shirts back from misuse by jerks. (laughs) And so I, I love that as a combination of things. This fabric is stunning. It is, it is truly just one of the most beautiful fabrics I've seen. And this is also pictured in a green space. It looks like on a deck, but with green space surrounding it, where at the corners where the, where it goes over the shoulders and so on, it's hard to see where the forest ends and the, and the shirt begins. Just, just lovely. Yeah. She seems fun. Uh, went ahead and made a wide strap maxi from Peppermint Magazine, which I know I've made a few of. I, I don't know if you have yet, Beverly. I have. I have. I love that. That's awesome. This particular fabric is just completely gorgeous. I can't, I can't even imagine a, a better fabric for this. It's just so lovely looking. That's cool. um, so I, I think this one is, is just really, really beautiful. Um, I hope, I hope folks take the time to go and look at that as well. You know what that m- remind me of that, that makes me think of those um, Nanny Eero prints that are in panels like that, you know, that have, Oh, absolutely. You could totally I can see that. Do that beautifully with that. That looks so beautiful. It's, it's completely lovely. And, uh, this one was for a, an outdoor black tie wedding on the beach and it's very appropriate. So yeah. the next one we have is from another one of our frequent entrants, which is creations by Palamu. It is a beautiful knit print that picked up in San Francisco on her honeymoon. It's lovely. Yeah, it, it really is. And I like that the way the picture is taken, you can see the back of the shirt reflected in the mirror. And so you can see that the watercolor panel yes. that's used on the front, the back is a yoke of it. And the bottom portion is the same color as the sleeves. So this is color blocked as well, which is quite lovely. Yeah. Now Chet and the Bears has, has entered as well this month using the Gilbert top, which I believe I've heard you make before. One yeah. of my favorites, yes. Absolutely. And I I love it. It's beautiful. The fabric is completely lovely. I think this is uh one of the one of the prettiest floral prints that I've seen in a long time. The buttons go so beautifully with it. They bring out really the aqua color in the flowers at the front. And um it's it's just a really, really lovely, uh lovely item. Um there is a side note about making a uh a tiny boo-boo while burritoing the collar, mm-hmm. um, which I love because I do that all the time where you do the burrito and you manage to um, trap your collar in there while you're sewing it together. <laughs> and so that can be an issue, but it's uh, it's an awful thing. lot of fun. A great thing about this, that shirt is made from an old duvet. Oh, that's marvelous. I do love an old duvet. I really, really like that. I think you can find some of the greatest designs on old duvets. I mean, particularly Ikea ones, but like other ones as well. Oh, for sure. I never get to the thrift shop in time to find those though. I always get there when the giant polyester mushrooms are there and. Oh no, it's worth buying them new. They're still cheaper than that amount of fabric. Well, I do. So I buy Mary Mecca ones from time Mm -hmm. to time, but usually use um, on Poshmark or other used sites like that. 
I agree. Those can be a fabulous way to do it. And it is a lot of fabric. It is. It is. Um, Have I told you as a sidebar, my plan for making sheets? What? You're going to make your own sheets? I'm going to make bed sheets. So I was thinking about it. 108 inch wide quilt backing fabric. And what is the, what does that feel like? Uh, Really nice. I made a dress out of it, which is what made me start thinking about it. My parasol dress that looks like graph paper with little illustrations Uh of animals on it was quilt backing fabric. And it's got kind of a satin finish to it. And um, not to sound too weird, but one day I was just kind of sitting there and mindlessly rubbing my chest (laughs) because it was (laughs) so soft. I know. Why wouldn't you? It was so soft. And I thought, oh, my God, this could be a sheet. I could make sheets. And so I'm going to try it. I'm going to order some of the nice higher quality. You can get low quality or high quality, obviously cotton backing fabric for quilts, but I'm going to order some of the higher quality stuff and try and make myself some bed sheets. I'm so excited. That is very exciting. Do you know people make sheets out of linen? I can believe it, but that seems super expensive to me. Well, well, no. And there'd be a seam. No, they have super wide linen. Do they? Yes, because people make bedspreads out of it. Fabrics, True. fabrics. Oh, am I going to get this wrong? Fabric, the fabric store. The one that <laughs> I get my linen from. Yes. They sell this super wide stuff, and every once in a while they have it on sale. Now it's not cheap, but it's but there's no seam down the middle or anything. It's really wide. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's neat. I'll start by playing with my cotton sateen sort of quilt backing stuff and see how it looks. I'm, I'm excited by this idea. Yeah. I know that's um, off topic for today. I'm just saying, I think that has to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going reverse, right. Taking our dressmaking fabric. Yes, that's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) Okay. So this next one is from Margie makes and Margie makes does a lot. I think Margie makes one's two prices less last time. Yes. But she gave one away. Yes, she did. But she did win too. Anyway, yep. so she had more than one. And, and this is fabric that she got from a fabric swap. That's cool. Absolutely. Entry to this. It really is. And it's um, an adorable, looks like a little girl's dress with long sleeves and the little cut-in pockets that I like for a denim dress. Yeah. She also said she made matching scrunchies with it. Oh my gosh. So cute. And actually you can kind of see that hanging from the hanger at the top. Oh, that's right. That That is there. That is wonderful. I love it. It's very bright and cheerful. I wish my grandchildren were were as compliant as I would like them to be when I make them garments. They will wear them the one time that their parents mandate, but I don't often see them in them again. Now, next up, I I can't help but look at the entry by Tall Hobbit Stitches and immediately think they made a Hobbit house. Um, Yeah, they made a whole house to go with it. However, I do not believe that is actually the entry here. I believe the entry is this amazing dress with princess sleeves. Uh, princess sleeves, my goodness, that's not even a thing, is it? Princess sleeves <laughs> down the front. And this is where uh, they salvage the fabric from a box of dresses given to them by their friends. So they've got four different dresses that they mashed up into making this one garment, which is lovely. I like, first off, that the box of dresses had enough red, white, and blue particularly items that they could be mashed up. And that to me, although you can see one piece that looks very bandana inspired, yes. it com- it manages to have the look of a lot of bandana inspired things, which is really on trend right now. It is it is a, a wonderful look. I think it's it's very nice. Well done. I'm just amazed at people who can do this kind of pattern matching. Like, 
I think you really do have to have an eye for that because it can really look off too. And theirs looks really beautiful. Really wonderful. But Tell Hobbit Stitches has such an eclectic sense of style. And I've always enjoyed the pattern matching there. I think that's actually when I first started following that account was on account of just the marvelous pattern matching. So our next, our next one is from, let's see, Razzled Dazzled by Coral. And this is a jacket made from old faded curtains that they got at a thrift store. And they must be Australian because they call it an op shop (laughs) or New Zealand. Maybe they do too. I love this. Their description is they paired the faded curtains with a linen fabric lining and made the most MC hammer vibing Nova coat that ever was. (laughs) And I, I cannot disagree. I love that to death. I'm excited by what may be giant pockets that look like the cones that you get roasted nuts in. <laughs> the front corners there. I'm not even sure what's happening exactly there, but I, I love that. And I'm not even a pocket person. And I look at that and think, oh my God, I hope those are pockets. <laughs> those are amazing. Really well done. Now, this next one is another uh, entry by Creation by Paula Moo. And... This is their wonderful scrappy tunic and floral top. The scrappy tunic, if you look at it, is just a bunch of different scraps of, I would swear it was linen, but it's going to turn out to be something else. I think so. um, That are, when you go back and look at specifically the post where Paula's talking about making this one, you can see that the, the matching of the lines, the seam matching is perfect just everywhere. It is, it is a stunning achievement. Really, really gorgeous. I I love the creativity that Paula shows. Yeah, where she talks about that. She has a post where she talks specifically about that. And she says that a few months ago, an IG sewist had some linen scraps of odd sizes that she wanted to give to someone. And so she just made this into strips and used it for, yeah. for this pattern. And it's lovely. And then I guess that floral top is also an entry into... This is... it. It's quite lovely. It's, a, it's just a great... A great item. Now, I, I will say this next one, oh my gosh, the one by Sue Punzel. Yes. This is the Style Arc Maryland dress, which I already love anyway. But Robert Kaufman sells panels that show what all of their colors look like. So they're like paint chip panels, but for fabric, right? And so they're printed on in little squares. And Sue Punzel has taken three of those panels and made this amazingly fabulous dress out of them. And I, I don't even know how to love this as much as I do. It is ridiculously gorgeous. It is. And she calls it ridiculous, but it is not, it's not ridiculous. It's ridiculously gorgeous, right? It absolutely, it is completely gorgeous. And I think I, there, there's something just really brilliant about using those panels to make a garment that I love. Yeah. I, didn't remember that those panels existed, but now I feel like I need to own many yeah, yards need, of them. I need to get some of those. It'll be useful because I do buy Robert Kaufman fabric sometimes. So I mean, it'd be a hundred percent useful, but oh my god, the dress! I, so cute, so cute. <laughs> I, I love it, and I assume there's an orange band around the bottom and what looks to be orange lining, maybe inside of the sleeves, and I assume that it correlates to one of the Robert Kaufman oranges. Which makes it even better. That's even better. So, so this next one, 
This is pretty cool. This is from Sew Asylum. And she thrifted this jacket a while ago. And she updated it. And one of her updates is a punk frocker see you next Tuesday patch, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> oh, I I've love been it. sending those out for ages and I'm so excited to see one in use. Um, I also love, so don't take this the wrong way, but I love the way that So Asylum has cut out the back panels of the dress and put darker denim underneath. Mm-hmm. But I immediately see that and I think, I think about Buffalo Bill and in the silence of the lambs. Oh my God. <laughs> because that's just what it immediately reminds me of. And I love it even more for it. So <laughs> beautiful, beautiful jacket. It is. It's really a neat looking jacket and it, it gives me all kinds of ideas for future jacket renovation for me. So yeah. Love it. Love it very much. So this next one by Disney Robin is a white tank top, seen better days, and is now a cheery yellow top. So it's a dye job to update a garment. That's a perfect thing to do. Perfect. It's an absolutely perfect thing to do. I love it. And it goes beautifully with the shoes as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's a really great idea. And next up is another repeat sewist, Sarah Fornia. And she made a took a ready to wear dress and she made it into a top and so it looks fabulous on her it absolutely does and since the ready to wear dress is the one she was wearing when her husband popped the question oh. it makes it a really wonderful oh, that's remake cute. as well it's 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 just a great way to to be able to bring that back into a piece that you can use yeah, which is great. Lovely. It's super cute. Gosling Garments also uh, went ahead and did a remake here, picked up a pair of thrifted jeans and refashioned into shorts. And they look great. They look absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's a, a really good call and a really good choice, sort of like what you did with your joggers, making them into shorts to make them a better part of your life. Yeah. So I have seen, um, so I, I watched a video recently. Now I'm not going to remember the name of the, the vlogger, but it was talking about using pants patterns for making shorts. And one of the things that she suggests is that sometimes people find that they want it to be a little tighter around their legs for shorts than the pants would have been designed. Because if you think about it, you, if you have shorts, you don't really have to accommodate your knees bending and all that. Right. So I thought about that and that it kind of makes sense that if you had a pair of, let's say skinny jeans that, that you didn't want to be jeans anymore or long pants anymore, if you cut those off, those might work really well. And I I've done that with a couple of my old, you know, stretchy kind of skinny jeans. And I do like those for shorts. I like the way they look. I like it. Okay. And then we have another from somebody or other's mom. She made another parasol dress and it's gorgeous. It's striped and the stripes are going different in the top and the bottom, which I think that yep. pattern is really just set up for that, right? Like it was really ideal for yeah. that pattern. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I usually uh, do the stripes the opposite of the way that uh, somebody or other's mom has. I usually do the up and down stripes over my chest and the wide stripes across my hips. Okay, I am, I am intentionally attempting to look to like I take up more space than I do. So <laughs> I, 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 I do mine the other direction, but I, I do love this one. It looks great. And this is an aged fabric, one that's been stash bound for far too long. So let's see, Jenny, as of today, we, we're we actually recording this quite soon before it's going to pop up. Um, in two days, it's going to be posted. <gasps> if, that's if I get it edited. Oh, man. I'll get it edited. Um, <laughs> but there are, there's still about a week for people to to submit to this. So absolutely. You can, you know, take some inspiration from these makes and make something as simple as dyeing something new, as simple as finding an old garment in your closet and starting to wear it or, you know, wear it and take a picture of it. We don't need to know how often you wear it. That counts. <laughs> she is not suggesting in any way that you cheat this, it's merely pointing out. <laughs> That we aren't actually videotaping you in your private lives to determine whether or not you're accurate in your description. And also, you can just show us an old dress and we'll be happy with that. But you can also take some inspiration from all these things that people have done where they've gotten really created with old scraps and um, (laughs) or, you know, whatever you'd, you'd like to do. Using an old piece of fabric is a great idea as well. I did find when I'm moving, I have I have an old duvet cover that I think I'm going to use for something. I don't know that I ever used it on a bed. I mean, isn't that wasteful? I just bought it and washed it and did nothing with it. So, anyways, those are all good ideas. And let's see, when when is our winter choosing? Sunday would be the best for me. Okay, because after that, the next couple of days are my book closings. Okay. So that, that will work for me. So right now, let's just say we're going to do it Sunday sometime in the Eastern time in the evening. So yeah, we'll do it Sunday evening, August 1st, and we will post on our social media when that's going to be. And y'all know you want to be there because we're a hoot. Yes. Or at least there's prizes. Okay. We will see you next Tuesday. Punk Frackers is created, produced, and edited by Beverly Baptiste and Jenny Hassler. On Instagram, you can find the podcast at Punk Frackers. You can find Jenny at J.O. Hassler and Beverly at Weeds to Wildflowers. Our artwork and music is created and performed by Jim Duran. You can find him on Instagram and his website at jimduran.art. 